Welcome to Being Honest with My Ex. My ex is Peter C. Haywood. My ex is SJ, better known as Honor Eastley. We were engaged for two years and, and then, then we, we broke, broke up. up and then we stopped talking to each other for a year and now we do a podcast together. Would you have a baby with me? If I can get you to cry next podcast, we'll have a hat trick. <laughs> you don't know this, but I have a very vivid image of what your penis looks like. What? <laughs> if I met you now, I do not think that I would go out with you. Oh my God. I think if I met you now, I'd, I'd fall more in love with you than I did the first time. So, hello. Uh, Hi, Peter. Hi. Who are you? I could be called the person who hate mailed Peter. <laughs> Although I don't particularly like that term. So I'm sitting in my apartment across from Alice, who we've discussed on like four different episodes now. Like yes. You've come up oh, no, I, I've only heard one. Oh, right. The, they the, haven't gone up then. So there's one where we discuss you at length, and then the episode with my boyfriend right. is about to go up on Wednesday, and you get discussed oh, okay. on that oh, I will, so, I will. So Two episodes. Yes. The, the context is that you sent me... A rather angry email. Very angry it was. And then I was contemplating calling you. Uh, <laughs> which you could have done. Right. I've been totally open to. Super cool and weird. <laughs> uh, instead, I emailed back saying, hey, look, do you want to grab coffee? And to my great surprise... I said yes. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds very interesting. So uh, I don't know if this would be interesting or fun to you, but do you want to read the email that you sent me? Oh, yeah, I'd love to. I've read it to so many people. <laughs> In the last two weeks, because this whole experience has just been so hilarious to me. This is, I mean, I do a podcast talking about myself on a weekly basis, mm -hmm. but I still think this is probably the most self-indulgent thing I've done on this show. <laughs> okay, so the subject of the email was trying so hard. <laughs> I'm so dramatic. I have a, a close group of friends who are doing a show called Trying My Best. <laughs> And so whenever I saw the subject, I was like, oh, shit, no. Nope. nope, that's not the one. <laughs> nope, not what that email's about. All right. I didn't even uh, go in with a salutation, which I find interesting, like, in rereading it. I was like, I didn't even say, hi, guys, or hi, Peter and SJ, or uh, yeah, anything. Th this was sent to the group account, which does actually just go to me, but... There you go. So I said, I've been trying to continue listening to your podcast for months now. I'm so enamored with SJ, but Peter is honestly a giant douchebag. <laughs> On episode 43, his commentary about Canada is uneducated, offensive, and baseless. Rob Ford, while being a total moron, is certainly not a classic picture of our politicians. Even the most heinous conservatives are not like Rob Ford. The states, however, have regularly had comedic politicians with stupid opinions. We have Thanksgiving at a different time because we are a different country, which I put in all capitals, not for quote-unquote no reason. Honestly, Peter, if you don't know shit about something, try having some fucking humility and shut the fuck up. Also, SJ sounds wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> I am so sick of you being arrogant and shaming her or laughing at her when she has an opinion or shares some information. The day that SJ does something alone, I am on board. But as of today, I am unsubscribing from the show entirely because of Peter. And then what I find really funny is I wrote sincerely because my email signature is my name and then my phone number, but I actually wrote out sincerely. Oh, yeah, you needed to and, convey. But I've never ended in a, a note with sincerely unless it was like a cover letter or is something ridiculous Is it possible that like you've that. just never been this sincere before? Possible. It is possible. I was very sincere in a very outward <laughs> and aggressive way. So this is the email that I forwarded to SJ and I, I uh, showed to my boyfriend. And 
they were both much more disturbed by this than I was because my my prediction was that you were just having a really bad day. Truth. Do you want to explain the the context do, yeah, in do, which this email came? So it's funny because I um so I have an ex. And that particular morning, I had gotten into a tiff with her, um, which, and I don't actually even recall what the tiff was. I have zero recollection because we do it on a regular basis. However, I mean, it could have been about the dogs. It could have been about anything. I, we might not have even had a tiff. I might have just gotten mad at her out of the blue, which happens. So I was definitely having a bad day about that. And I was PMSing, which I hate using as an excuse, but it's true. I was overly emotional. I also don't have a job, so I have a lot of free time on my hands right now. (laughs) And uh, yeah, so I was sitting there and I was listening. And I'd I'd listened from the beginning. Like I had listened to... I, my friend sent me the video of SJ singing at the hospital and I immediately fell in love and was like, why is this person not in my life and in my ears every single day? And so I went through your podcast and I cherry picked a bunch of episodes and, um, but, and by cherry picked, I mean, that makes it seem like I was specific about it. I wasn't, I was just like that one and that one, and that sounds like an interesting title and that one and listen to those. Yeah. And in listening to the first like four, I think, I think four or five, I was like, Hmm, Peter's a little loud and SJ's like equally as lovely as I expected her to be. But as time went on and I was just like, no, but. No, but he's no, but he's being mean to her right now. <laughs> like she would say something, and you'd kind of like not dis not dis- dismiss isn't the right word, but like you'd say something as a counter, and it just always sounded so off. And so every time I heard that, I think what was happening is I was getting a little bit triggered about my ex, because in fact you're very much like her, like a lot. <laughs> and not only that, but even since we've had coffee, I've learned that it's even more uncanny not just you and her but also your relationship with sj and the history of your relationship with sj is also exceedingly similar like to a point where i'm listening to the podcast and i'm like oh my this is this is crazy now you said when we went to coffee uh, which was about a week or two ago now i think it was two two weeks ago uh you said something which i i I have to mention uh, yes which is that you said that you never write those emails no i don't i'm not a troll I'm not a troll. And in fact, you would go online to like watch other people do it. Yeah, I if- go and read comments. And it's like a compulsive thing. Like, especially if I read a controversial article about like, you know, Black Lives Matter, or Donald Trump or something like that. I'll go and I'll read the comments. And I find it like satisfying in a way that I'm like, these people are assholes. <laughs> like the world is full of fuckery. Why would people do this? Why would people do this? Like, why are they like, nobody gives a shit what they're saying half the time. Like your commentary on in this position is meaningless. Yeah. Like it's uneducated. It's an, it's all of the things that I said about you. Yeah. yeah <laughs> it's like offensive, uneducated and like useless. Um, and I'm, I'm never that person. Like I've never written in I've, <laughs> to anyone I think ever like I've never even written to like a politician other than like to sign a petition or like be like send an email from this account like if it's quick I'll do it but no I don't typically give feedback to people who I don't know. How's your first foray into it been? The best. (laughs) (laughs) The best. Like it's it's fascinating because the what happened was like I I got really mad. I sent the email and then you responded, which was like I never expected a response. I was like, no, I'm just being that asshole that nobody cares what they say. 
but I but you responded, which was like cool. What did I say? I actually don't I don't recall. You said, "Hey, Alice!" <laughs> Exclamation mark. <laughs> I'm sorry to hear that the podcast upset you. Based on the strength of your reaction, I agree that continuing to listen is probably a bad idea. <laughs> I'm going to be back in Toronto at the start of December. I don't know if you'd be interested in meeting up, but I'd love to grab a coffee sometime when I'm back in town. SJ is planning on launching a new podcast soon. I'd recommend following her on Twitter, Facebook, Patreon to be alerted when a new show starts. Thanks for the note. <laughs> P. <laughs> I always send my emails. Just a little pee. Yes. It's nice because it looks a little bit like the tongue sticky. Yeah. With one eye. Yeah. So when I got the email, I was like, whoa, he exists like in real life and gives a shit. <laughs> and then, and then I was like, well, I better do my homework. Like, yeah, of course I'm going to go for coffee with him. If like now that, that is super weird and cool to me. Like, but it's like, if you're willing to say all of that stuff, you better be willing to stand by it. Yeah. And, like, you better be willing to talk about it. Like, I, I certainly don't think that all those douchebag commenters that I read would be willing to, like, talk about their comment on some right. Facebook post. Yeah. They would, like, if you went to talk, they just ignore you. So I have, as we've talked about before, a fairly controversial or provocative Facebook page mm-hmm. that people who don't know me come on and comment on mm-hmm. sometimes. And very occasionally, like less than 5% of the time, I will get some random person who I don't know who comes on. And we'll just make, like, blatantly sexist or or racist or misogynistic remarks. Like, just flat out, like, oh, women should all be strippers. Or, like, oh, they blah, blah, blah. Just something really dumb. And my response is always the same. I'm like, oh, what what do you mean by that? And they will never, like... They never answer back. uh, No, they'll answer back and be like, oh, you know what I mean. I'm like, no, no, can you explain it? Like, are you going for a joke or what's happening here? And they're like, oh... Give me some supporting evidence. Yeah, basically. And they will weasel around and never, like, properly respond. We had one thread that went for, like, 20 comments. And the guy at the end was like, I'm showing this to all my mates at work. And they're all laughing that none of you get it. And we're like, don't get what? What's the joke? Can you explain the joke to us? Mm -hmm. And he's like, oh... (laughs) (laughs) That's all I got. Yeah. And so, like, you say, you know, most people wouldn't. And so the fact that you would is is, is cool and interesting. And I was, I was so excited when you said yes, because I was like, there's no way that she'll say yes. <laughs> and then, like, last minute as I was leaving the house, I was like, I can't take a recorder. Because <laughs> I can't it, believe you didn't. I know. I've, I've learned my lesson. Because uh, in my mind, you're this person who just hated me. Right. And... For all you know, I could have been, like, standing there with Molotov cocktails waiting for you to show up. It's the internet. In that case, taking a recorder wouldn't have been a huge issue. Um, (laughs) But my my concern was was dumb now that I think about it. Because I was like, oh, I've already pissed this person off. I don't want to piss them off further. Mm. Whereas, in fact, I've already pissed you off. In fact, you should have pissed me off further. You should have been like, I'm going to do everything I can. I should have gone with the nothing to lose approach. Because at the end of our coffee, you said, I wish I'd remembered to ask. I wanted to record this. And I was like, oh, that would have been great. Uh, Getting you on is also very good. Mm -hmm. So I replied. You did. And yeah, I, I sort of was like, well... I have to stand up and do what's right and like actually stand behind what I said. I wasn't actually nervous in the slightest because at that point I was like, they're really honest people being honest with my ex (laughs) and they're open people. And not only that, but you guys are both a lot like me and my friends. So there was definitely a level of like, I, I felt like there would be an understanding of some kind. Like I didn't think that you were bad people and nor, and I didn't think you were a bad person in the slightest. Just I was just like, you're just bag. kind of a douchebag. <laughs> <laughs> you're just kind of a douche. So I did some homework and I started listening to large quantities of the podcast. 
back to back to a point where sometimes now the commentary in my head <laughs> is in your voices, <laughs> which is funny. But I went back and I was like, all right, I, I better do my research and like have I was planning on having like bullet points of like, oh, yeah, at minute 24, <laughs> you did this and that's not okay because yeah. XYZ. But when I started listening, I realized that actually what I realized was that you are exactly like my ex. And that was when I was like, oh, you're just one of those really self-assured people. Like you're just really comfortable with yourself and it's really unnerving to other people. Yeah, I've, I've learned that it's unnerving to people and they just don't believe it. No. People are like, yeah, but No, you're covering down. it up. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a shell around a deep insecurity and mm-hmm. I just, I don't have that deep insecurity. Yeah. And that's what I learned. Hmm. So yeah, you, you came into that conversation prepared to like... Oh yeah, I was going to tear you down. And then, and then you didn't. <laughs> no. Because I was like, you're actually kind of cool. <laughs> this is definitely the most self-indulgent podcast ever. <laughs> Me being like, yeah, that's right. I got hate mail well, from someone who turned around. So I think there was a couple of episodes that were like turning points for me, for sure, prior to the coffee. And then there were even episodes post-Star Coffee that were even more of a turning point for me. So which episodes before the coffee? Um, before the coffee was, it wasn't Polysplosions. Oh, I wanted, that was the other thing I wanted to do before today was like make a list of the ones and like what happened for me in them. Because in some of the episodes, I listened to them and I was like, oh, Peter loves SJ so much. <laughs> And I really liked that. And when I realized that how much you actually cared for her and seeing those points, I was able to sort of correlate my ex and I more to you and her. Yeah. So when I could correlate you and her to me and my ex, I was like, oh, I get it a lot more. So I, I know that before the coffee, you hadn't listened to episode 20, which is our best episode. That is correct. Or the Polysplosion series. Yes. And Polysplosions like blew my mind. The episode 20, I have played for, I think, four or five of my friends and, like, couples. And the love letter that you wrote to SJ is so epically stunning. (laughs) And I did make one note in my phone where I was like, episode 20 is the episode where you fall for Peter. Where you're like, Peter is actually, like, a really, really lovely creature. And it wasn't because you wrote this awesome love letter to your ex. It was because the love letter read so perfectly for the situation that you two have now found yourselves in. And regardless of the before and what happened between you guys or whatever, when she read that letter on the episode, you're like, no, but that is what they're doing now. Like nothing that you said to her has changed. I mean, yes, the context has changed and obviously the way you meant it is different, but it's like, that's actually what's happened. Like, you are working together. You are growing together. And how can you not appreciate a relationship where that's happening? You can't not. And anybody who doesn't appreciate that is an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> so that was like the episode where I fell for you and oh, in a yeah. way. I mean, obviously, I'm not, I've not fallen for you and I'm in love with you. <laughs> but like where I was like, oh, he's kind of lovely and, like, wonderful writer and he should write more love letters. <laughs> I, I, I probably should. Yeah, uh, you really should. That was, that was after the coffee. Yes, that was. So uh, I'm just going to lean straight into self-indulgence here. Yeah, what, go for it. Because I am, and I think I discussed it with you when we had coffee, I, to say I don't care what people think is not accurate. Mm-hmm. I, it doesn't bother me what people think, mm-hmm. but I'm fascinated by it. Right. And I think you drew a comparison again to your ex, who I hope is okay being discussed in this mm-hmm. podcast, because... I have a very, 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 very strong Mm self-image. 
I know exactly what I think I look like. Mm-hmm. And that's why I have the blue hair and beard. And that's yep. why it doesn't bother me when people give feedback. I've been writing sitcoms lately. Uh, and Good. I listened again to Finding My Mountain this morning. And oh. I was like, I hope he's doing sitcoms. Yes. Yes. I'm so happy with the draft. And Good. writing a sitcom for me takes me through the same gamut of emotions that getting negative feedback does for other people. Right. Because I am by far my own worst critic. And that's why other people's criticism doesn't bother doesn't me. Doesn't bother you. I don't care what you think. Because I strive so hard to be a good person and want so hard to improve and so when i'm writing a sitcom and it's not as good as i know it needs to be like that is distressing and i I rake myself over the coals and i rewrite and rewrite and that's when i get that effect that other people get from getting the negative feedback right but the reason i'm so fascinated by feedback generally is because i have such a strong self-image i don't know if it's accurate if you spend too much time with anything, you lose perspective on it. And so other people's opinions of me don't bother me, but they provide context. Right. And so I'm genuinely fascinated by what people think. That's why I do the podcast. That's why I look at every email. Yeah. And that's why. So I am just going to lean straight into it and say, yeah, like, what changed from getting my reply and meeting up with me for coffee? I know you mentioned something through the relationship with your ex last time we spoke. Oh, yeah, it's definitely that. I wrote you a letter, which I sent to you, which I can read if you'd yes, like. Yes, yes. Let's do that. <laughs> As you know, take us through the process before the letter and then okay. we get to the letter. Well, yeah, just listening to the listening to the podcast and realizing that you were like her and I was like, I her don't... Her being your ex? Yeah, her being my ex. I've had a really hard time in our breakup seeing the way that she's functioned in the world and I had a really hard time during our relationship also managing that. Like, it was always really hard for me. But I also saw the good in it and I was constantly having to justify her to other people in a similar way to how SJ's talked about like the emotional labor kind of thing where it's like people are like well why do you have this person in your life blah 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 and I'm like okay I love her she's actually amazing and yeah sometimes she comes off as an asshole and I'm sorry but like just get over it because she is actually awesome inside I can see the parallels between (laughs) yeah and that and it's like and it was really it was really really frustrating for me and listening to the podcast I saw that I saw that I saw how like also listening to what was it uh, 37 maybe somewhere in the 30s there's an episode about you and how people don't like you. And when I listened to that, I was like, oh, SJ's going through exactly the same thing that I went through or has gone through the same thing that I went through during our relationship. And it was always very frustrating having to explain to people that actually she's great. And maybe also for SJ to say like, actually, Peter's kind of awesome and I love him and that's just what it is. So shut up. And yeah, so there became a, a, a big human link all of a sudden you weren't just the people in my ears you were like oh you're me and my ex and I can't I can't like be mean to you for that I have to like recognize you for your faults and recognize you for what you are and just be like you just are a person and we're all just people doing our best there's also an episode where you guys talk about intention a little bit and how everybody SJ talks about it where she says people imagine their own intention in the context of their lives, but never when they're looking at what somebody else has done, do they imagine that? Yeah. And that's... I, I ran the red light because I was late. Exactly. It's a reasonable thing to do. Exactly. But when you're on the other side of it, you're like, fucker, ran the red light. Yeah. And I've done a lot of thinking about that in the last year since I've had like a really hard year. So I had to kind of give you that where I didn't before because you were just people in my ears. Yeah. 
You mentioned... Also, you lived in Toronto, which, like, whoa. (laughs) I managed to cherry-pick all the episodes where you don't talk about the fact that... And I I now see that you've talked about that in, like, every episode, but not once did I catch one of the episodes that said you lived here or were moving here. The idea of the intro, the little, like... Uh, is to give the context so that people can understand the rest of the show. And we're, we're considering re-editing it to just mention something about the fact that we live on opposite yes. sides of the world. Yes. Because that is very important context. Yes, it is. Um, one thing that you mentioned was that you've realized that you were doing the exact thing that you despised other people yeah. doing in your relationship. Yeah. And that, that was a big, that was a big turning point. Huge. It hurt. Like it, it almost hurt that I was becoming my own, like, enemy in a way like those people I actually and when my ex and I broke up I I kind of cut a lot of those people out because I was like fuck you I don't have to justify my relationship with someone and you don't get to comment on who I choose to have in my life right that that's entirely my like I think I mentioned that in in 37 or whichever one it is yeah you did that's my thing like I fuck off (laughs) it's nobody else's place to do that yeah and I did this throughout my relationship with my ex people would be like do you remember that time that your ex said X, Y, Z to me? And I would be like, don't care. Go talk to her. Mm. Not my problem, not my place. And I def- I even had a massive friend breakup over it where somebody kept trying to talk to me about stuff that happened between them. And I was like, I'm not, I'm not involved. Yeah. You guys have a relationship. You and I have a relationship. You need to have that conversation. And so I think realizing that I was doing that from like a, this weird back perspective where I also didn't even know the situation <laughs> was like, that's not fair. Yeah, you, you that's know it, mean. You, you know it considerably less, I would argue, than... <laughs> yeah. So it was like, I got to I gotta kind of butt out in that way. Um, or at the very least, listen to all of your podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I, I genuinely welcome the feedback. Yeah. At, at no point was I like, how dare this person write this email? I was like, that's fascinating. However, based on the fact that you were so angry about Canadian Thanksgiving, which I think we... It's not something to get angry Right. About. I think we both independently looked that up and it's just like a, it's just a different day. It's just a different day because it is a different country yeah. and their, their meal of thanks happened at a different time. <laughs> and so like when I read that, like I, again, I genuinely welcome all the feedback. I find it fascinating. I will read emails about myself for hours. <laughs> No matter what the tone, like it doesn't bother me if they're calling me a douchebag or if they're saying you're amazing. Right. Because I just crave that context. And that will be further evidence for the people making the list of like, oh, secretly deeply insecure. I'm not like, I need, I don't need validation. Yeah, no, you actually don't. I just enjoy the context. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, yeah, when I got that email, I was like, okay, the things that this person is getting angry about. It's probably, it's probably, and I'm not trying to like invalidate your opinion or feelings, but it's it's probably a bad day. I mean, listen, so I had, I had one more at length conversation and I, I didn't re, did I replay? I might've replayed the episode where you talk about Canada, where you say Canada is the worst bits of the US combined with the best bits of Australia. Yeah. I got an email from I got a lot of disagreeing people on that one. Oh yeah. I (laughs) I got an email from my friend who moved from Australia to yeah. Canada to America yeah. being like, that is the most perfect description of Canada I have ever heard. Interesting. 
but yeah, as a Canadian, I like I'm not, I'm not I'm also not like a proud Canadian. Like I don't wear can it, like maple leaves on my person at any time. <laughs> like I don't do those things. But when I heard that episode, I was like, these two flippin' Aussies talking about Canada <laughs> like they have a right. Yeah, I <laughs> can talk about this cool. shit, but you cannot. And then it was like, and it was like, I live here. <laughs> I live here. I can comment on it. And then it's like, oh, shit, you live here, too. So I did replay that episode for a friend, and they were also like, yeah, it's not, it's still not really fair to say that Canada has the politicians like the U.S. And I still disagree wholeheartedly on that, <laughs> like wholeheartedly. But, I mean, the Thanksgiving thing, who really cares? Yeah. That's like we've already, like, that was just dumb. And you don't. You don't. I'm not asking for apologies or excuses no, or anything. No. Like that. I'm not asking. I'm not being like. Now you said these what things. What did you mean? Take them back. <laughs> I want you to publicly apologize for everyone to hear that I was I right. Was right. Uh, and uh, you said, I believe, the creative career episode was. Oh yeah, that was huge. Huge. I'm exactly in a place right now where your podcast, as a whole, applies a lot. I had a store that burnt down in February. And actually, the last year has been a super party. Uh, my wife left me. I got laid off from my office job and my store burnt down in addition to having multiple health and dental issues. Ah. Like, it's been the worst year. And I was at my dentist yesterday because I smashed out a tooth on the weekend. Oh, shit. Yeah. And afterwards, I went to the receptionist and I was like, hey, so can you tell me how many hours I've spent here this year? And she was like, uh, no. I was like, can you tell me how many times I've been this year? And she was like, you've been here, blah, blah. And she starts counting. And she's like, you've been here 11 times so oh. far. So I went to the dentist 12 times this year. And at least two of those appointments were upwards of four hours. Yeah. <laughs> like in the chair for four hours. It's um, been a hell of a year. It's been a really bad, really bad year. Like I hope 2016 is done with me because I sure as shit am done with it. <laughs> like I can't take any more. Two weeks to go. Yeah. And like not too long. Um, creative episode. Um, so I'm sort of in the middle of revamping my career and trying to like rethink things and but get to like a happier place because I love making art. I love like I do a lot of really cool little projects like the gingerbread houses kind of thing, like all that and like the corpulent thing that I gave you last time. That was the other thing I brought you a gift. Oh yeah, I was about to tell a story. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, I do all these fun little creative projects and I'm like, I need to make my life less about marketing and corporation and more about living like a true self, like being all millennial and shit. And I love your podcast. So now all these ideas have come out of that, that creative episode. Like I was driving back from my mom's and all these things started like suddenly coming to a head on my drive from Niagara-on-the-Lake to Toronto while I was listening to it. And I've now have like... I now have a path. I didn't really oh, wow. have a path until I listened to that episode. And it like... That's amazing. I was nearly in tears listening to it because I was like, I, I need this so badly. I need to hear this. And the way that you walked SJ through how to get to a place where like she starts the Patreon and like gets more support from her followers and like does all of those things was kind of exactly what I needed to hear. Yeah. I really, really loved that episode. Oh, I'm really glad. That, yeah. That one was a conversation I did have with SJ. And I was like, maybe someone will find it useful. But primarily, it's a conversation I'm going to have with SJ either way, so we might right. as well record it. So might it's, as well. It's, it's really nice that the recording is is helping. It was like a genuine turning point. And I mean that in like the biggest way, like where 
I don't know that I would have had the moment where I was like, I can do this, 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 and these things will lead to where I want to go. And that all came together in that while I listened to that episode. You are so genuinely sweet and like kind. And also the person Didn't who wrote that email. Didn't expect your troll to be so nice, did you? Yeah, no, it's, it's been... Uh, so from my experience, I got, I got that email. I showed it to my boyfriend. I told SJ about it. We talked about it on the podcast. I never expected you to be like, yeah, let's get coffee. Yeah. I, I got in there being like, I don't know how this is going to go. Like that, I, I think I talked about that in the episode. Like, this is so interesting to me because I have no idea. Like, there's very, very few things in life where going into it, I'm like, I don't at all know no what this is going to be. what to expect. It's the reason I like the movie Sunset Boulevard so much. I haven't seen it. Uh, it, oh. it it's a movie from like the 40s and 50s. Yeah, maybe I And have. like half an hour from the end of most films, you're like, this is going to go in one of three ways. Yeah. That film, half an hour from the end, I was like, this film could do fucking anything. Like, <laughs> I have no idea what's going to happen next. So going into this conversation, uh, like I said, I almost brought the recorder. I didn't. Uh, I come in and the first thing you do is you offer me a little tiny cork with a plant in it. Yeah. And I was like, this is weird and sweet. Cool. <laughs> Thank you for that. Uh, we chatted. For a bit, and then I was like, so? And you were like, okay! <laughs> and then you pulled out your email. Yes, I did. My letter to you, right? Y- yes, your, your letter to me that you'd written in lieu of bullet points to argue about. Yes, that is true. We've, we've talked about this before, both you and I and me on the podcast. Uh, we got, once got an email from someone furious being like, every time I listen to the podcast, I have a notepaper and pen and I write down all the stuff I disagree with Peter about. <laughs> And so to hear someone else doing that, I was like, that's interesting. And then a few weeks later, they emailed back being like, I've changed my mind. Peter's pretty cool. Yeah. It's a, it's a deeply satisfying journey to watch people go. Well, it's funny because it's like, you feel so strongly about it. And I mean, like my friend who ironically is named Lucy, um, who I listened to the podcast with, or I haven't, not that we listened together, but like, yeah, we sort of have shared the experience. When she originally sent it to me, she's like, I've listened to an episode. The guy sounds a little a little bit douchey, but she's awesome. Blah, 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 blah. She is awesome. She um, is. Yeah. So we talked about that at length. And we've continued to talk about that at length. So it's been that that portion of things. Like, Has, has she gone on a similar journey? Yes, she has. Except she's only just came to it. Right. She didn't get to the, like, she listens a lot slower than I do. And I was, like, voraciously consuming yeah. being honest with my ex in that effort. I feel like this is not the similar to starting a cult <laughs> where everyone's like, this the guy's the worst. And then like you, you get converted and people are like, no, yeah, no, from the outside, it's different. Come join us. You'll understand. Yeah. You'll it's get great. there. You'll get there. Just give it time. It's okay. So I said, dear Peter, this is ridiculous. I got terribly angry at you. While I don't apologize for my reasons for being angry, I apologize for the aggressive nature of my original email. There are a few things at play here. I have an ex whom I love deeply, and I see a great mirror in your and SJ's relationship on the show with ours. Episode 47 talks so much about emotional labor, and I echo so much of what was said. I feel exactly the same about my ex, and I have the same experience. I was so impressed with myself for that part. (laughs) With friends and family that she did. My ex is so similar to you, it's actually hilarious. I did not notice this until episode 47. I think the main problem that I see in my email to you, originally, is that I felt a need to stand up for SJ, which isn't right. You have a relationship with her that I'm not a part of and have no right to comment on. She's a smart, strong woman and chooses your relationships, so the benefits must outweigh the detriments, as they do with me and my ex, and I am so terribly sick of people commenting on that. The main thing about you is that you are super arrogant 
<clears throat> or should I say self-assured, to avoid offense being taken. You speak so firmly about so many things, and you are so unbothered by others' commentary. It's mildly infuriating. You do and say the things that piss people off, and you seem to know it. That's not really that bad of a thing, as long as you're willing to hear the responses, which you very much are. You showing up for coffee speaks great volumes, and I respect that a great deal. Also, it would have been fine if you had texted or called me. It would have been fine with you. I'm still, like, on the side of, like, I know. That, that's not an okay thing to do. It's more like, ha, 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 I'll get you back at your own game. <laughs> you want to be intrusive? I accept the challenge. I will call your bluff. Yeah, exactly. So, the coffee went well? I yeah, the coffee went really well. Um, I got to learn a lot about your life, which I, I find super interesting. Yeah, I told you a lot. You're really easy to talk to. I walked away and I was like, whoa, I told him a lot about me. And, like, not to a point where I was like, that's uncomfortable, but more like... We were kind of there to talk about you. And then I was like, and this and this and this and this and this about me. <laughs> oh, no, I, I, I was asking because I was genuinely interested. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't find many people interesting. Oh, good. But once I have an in, it's right. very easy to like, to and, and I think you are particularly the, interesting too, because you, you had a store burn down and a relationship Stuff. go up in flames. And mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was like, so afterwards people would be like, how did that go? Did you end up meeting with that guy? And I was like, yeah. And they would be like, and how, how was it? Like, was he a douchebag? And I was like... No, not at all. And I think the main thing that I noticed, one of the biggest things or one of the easiest things to sort of pinpoint about why you become unlikable on being honest with my ex is that your voice in real life is totally different than your voice on the podcast. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Well, yeah, there's that. (laughs) Hello, SJ. Which you do. <laughs> Bye-bye. We really do live in your head, don't we? It's yeah, great. no, you really do. <laughs> you really do. But your voice on the podcast sounds, and I can hear it now in here, your voice on the podcast is very much more staccato than it is in real life. Since I met you, I've noticed that. And then uh, I've been listening to the intro, obviously, over and over and over again. <laughs> And in the intro, just for anybody who's listening, note that your actual voice in real life sounds a lot more like when you say, if you cry next episode, we'll have a hat trick. And that actually sounds like your voice in real life. Whereas when you're speaking on the podcast and when you're talking to SJ, you sound so much more intense. You sound like the obnoxious Australian. Right. No, that's okay. You don't need to apologize for saying things that are true. Oh, good. To me. (laughs) To other people, probably. Yeah, so that was was definitely one thing after the fact. I told so many people that your voice did not sound at all like it does. I gotta gotta work my audio quality. Yeah. Part of it is that we were... First of all, my dad... When I was a kid... Mobile phones were relatively new, and my dad would shout into them. Obviously. Just because different That's generations. What you do. <laughs> yeah. And so I didn't realize that I was doing this for like 10 years. And yeah. people would be like, someone was like, why are you shouting? Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm on a mobile phone. Of course I'm shouting. Oh. Oh, yeah, the, the, the technology is designed in such a way to get me. So I think to a certain point, uh, I'm in performance mode when I'm on the podcast, so I tend to project. Yeah. Whereas at the cafe, uh, I was speaking probably a lot more like yeah, this. Yeah, exactly. Because we were in a room of exactly. people. And, and suddenly you become like this gentle creature who just happens to have blue hair. Yeah, I, I like to think I'm a fairly gentle creature. Man, it feels so different because I'm like, but I'm not in performance mode. I should be in performance mode because we're recording. Yeah. But I suspect that I'm perfectly audible, and this is more yeah. what I sound like, especially in the cafe and, like, I don't want to be like, this is my room. I am performing to the cafe. 
And so I'm going to switch to this voice while I'm talking. And the other thing, as, as I mentioned to you, and this is not me defending, I'm just explaining mm-hmm. uh, as I did to you. Oh, that's interesting. Because we didn't record that podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we didn't record that podcast. We didn't record that conversation. Yeah. Uh, is that part of the lag between here and Australia means that we interrupt each other a lot. Right. And so by the time I get a point out, it might be like my fifth time saying it. And I really have to be like, no, I just, no, just here's the thing. <laughs> And so I suspect those are the reasons, but I need to, I need to really make a conscious effort to do my uh, yeah. my indoor voice right. instead of my performing voice because it does make a big difference. It makes uh, a huge difference. The tonal quality. I'm going to do it for the rest of this podcast just so people can like rewind and compare if they want to. Yeah, it's very different. Like again, this is why the feedback is so important and so fascinating to me because I would never have noticed that. Yeah. Just never, ever have noticed. Yeah. But the outside eye is super helpful. When I finish a sitcom draft that I'm happy with, I send it out to like as many people as, who will read it, regardless of their level of sitcom knowledge, just like to get what they think. And if they send back, it's good. That's useless. Like right. it's nice, but it's totally useless. My brother and my sister are great because they will send through like line feedback. And some of my friends are like, look, I don't get why this is happening on a, on a broader level. It's, it's really, really, uh, it's a vital part of the creative process. Mm-hmm. And as much as possible, I do try to treat my life in that same way of like iterating and feedback and, yeah. and self-improvement. Mm-hmm. Uh, so after the coffee, you said there were some episodes that also... Yeah. So well, you asked me at the coffee if I'd listened to 20. I listened to 20 after the coffee. And that was when I was like, oh, Peter, <laughs> I want to hug you. <laughs> But also, yeah, 28 to 29. And I still have, it's funny because this morning I was like, hmm, let's do an inventory of being honest with my ex. <laughs> and I've gone over my data this month <laughs> because of downloading episodes when I wasn't at home. But I, so I have... a very specific kind of flattering. Yeah, <laughs> right. I have three episodes left, I think, and they're like the first four. Yeah, and now I've listened to pretty much all of them. I, I'm almost glad I didn't listen to them in order because I got to make it all up and then correct myself. Yeah, you got to go on a little journey. <laughs> mm-hmm. And like listening to the like the argument podcast was interesting. Um, yeah, having opinions with my ex. I also go to sleep with you guys sometimes. Like I'll put on, I'll be like, oh, I have I have like 20 minutes left in this episode. I'll just put it on while I fall asleep. And then the next morning I'm like, fuck, I have to figure out where I was listening until because <laughs> I missed the closing. I have listened to a couple of them several times. For some reason, uh, behind the scenes with my ex has come. I've listened to four times. Really? Yes, That's I'm so sick of the one. intro of it. No, it's not. I mean, as far <laughs> as being honest with my ex goes, it's not in the top like five episodes. No, but it's for some reason, ten, it keeps easily. like adding back into my podcast feed. <laughs> so that whole bit about the, the cranes in the UAE, I've listened to so many times. And when SJ does the editing thing where she fucks with you to make it so hard to edit. Yeah, I, I, like, I really feel like in listening, continuing to listen post-coffee, I just, it's more and more me and my ex. Yeah. And now I just, I'm like, what was happening is I was just seeing my relationship being played out in front of me in a more ideal way, to be honest. Like, you guys are definitely a little bit further along than we are, likely because we were married for so long yeah. and together for nine years. Wow. Yeah. That's a big difference. Yeah. It was, it was a lot. But, uh, like, as Jay mentions, how you were always so sure when you guys were together. Like, you were, it was very, it was great to have somebody who was like, no, but you're amazing and here's why. Yeah. And like having that person who kind of gives you that and that 
was and truly still is what my ex is for me. Like she always has been so clear on my brilliance, which I'm always like, no, I'm, I'm horrible. Honestly, like you, you, from my limited experience, you're very cool. Thank you. But she's always like, no, you like, you will have huge success and you already do have huge success. And I'm like, really? I kind of feel like I'm a failure all the time. And then, so it, it just continues to play out in that way. It's weird being a, a robot in meat form, which is what I sometimes feel like. Yeah. I'm like, of course you're going to feel like that. That's how people feel. Yeah. Just disregard that. But people can't just no, disregard yeah, it. yeah, exactly. You have this ability, and as does she, to just be like, no problem. And she's like a very successful chef, and she's always had really cool projects. Like after the store burnt down, which she was also a part of, we had this lag period where she was like, well, I guess I don't have a job since my business burnt down and now I have to figure out what to do and she just started doing stuff and like she went out and got these like dinners like she would host private pop-up dinners where like 16 people would come into someone else's space and she would make this stunning meal for them and like walk them through how it was made and what it was made with and like she just started doing all these really cool gigs and I was just like how do you do that like how do you just suddenly like my business burnt down burn now I'll just go ahead and I'll do awesome projects And, like, she still managed to get press during that time. She still managed to get, like, photo shoots. And then then she landed this great full-time gig as the chef in a really great restaurant in the city. She's always just been able to, like, she's like, I want to do that. And there she goes. And she does it. She's fine. I've been specifically thinking about this topic in the last 24 hours uh, because I just had a big conversation with Lucy last night. Uh, my Lucy, not your yes, Lucy. Your Lucy. That would be weird. <laughs> yes. Um, in which I realized that a lot of the stuff that people care about, I don't. And that frees up so much emotional energy. I just don't care about things. Yeah, you have so much more emotional Yeah, around. and so that, like, people people often ask me, how are you so prolific? And I'm like, what do you mean? Like, it's just, I am this prolific. And I think a big part of it is genuinely just, like, I've turned off the switches that power caring about this, that, and the other. Mm-hmm. And I can just divert full power to the doing stuff. Yeah, we just- can all take a lesson from Peter in that. <laughs> everyone needs a bit of that because everyone has it. And even, even you've mentioned like you still have it. It just doesn't like, it doesn't stop you up so much. Yeah. Whereas I think a lot of people and I especially am guilty of getting fully caught up in how, how bad I am <laughs> and how I suck at everything I do and nothing is good enough. And I mean, that, yeah, that just seems obviously not true. Well, and it's so not like I've been told this so extensively over the past year. Yeah. And I know like at the top of my head, I'm like, yeah, that is absolutely not true. Um, you are all correct. I am actually quite great. But like this, this little angry dude in here yeah. in, in my soul is just like, you're a fuck up. You're a total fuck up. And then that that little dude gets way too much airtime. And we all could use a lesson from Peter, or my ex, on letting go. Ladies and gentlemen, the author of my hate mail. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, right before we wrap up, <laughs> you uh, you got momentarily very excited when I asked you to record. Yeah, I did. Because... Because I wanted to talk to SJ. Yes. <laughs> I love her so much. I want to be her friend. And, then, and so I went... After I liked her page, which was only recent because I'm not really a Facebook page liker, mm-hmm. I was like, I really, I really like this girl and I really like want to know more. So I went on the page. Actually, actually, to be perfectly honest, I was listening to an episode and I was like, why don't I support her Patreon? So I went on the Patreon page and I was like, okay, well, I'm really unemployed right now and I can't give money. <laughs> so, but it is something and I've never really done that before. So I'm really excited to start doing that once I have an income of some kind, any kind. 
But I went on the page and I read the post that she made about my email. There was not like a post, but she mentions it on a post. And somebody commented and it like, I had a real emotional moment where I was like, I'm such a fucking asshole. Your comment has apparently reflected off me onto someone else and then come back at you and you've been hit. (laughs) You've been hit by your own vitriol. It's like flicking a rubber band at someone. (laughs) It's awful because somebody said something like, I can't believe the fact that Peter would ever get a piece of hate mail is like so deeply disturbing. I want to read it really badly. Uh, I agree with the other comments about the vulnerability Peter showed in this episode. I think you, SJ, are easy to like because you're frequently vulnerable and express an uncertainty about yourself. Peter is more self-assured and certain. It makes him a little more divisive, I suppose, period. But to hear that he gets hate mail, even a single piece, is upsetting. Most of us have only known you for 40 hours or so. To have such a visceral negative response seems like a bit of an overreaction. And although that is correct... And I really like the first part of what this says. And, and You agree with that so far? Yeah, I do. I totally agree with it. That was when I realized that it could be called hate mail. Right, that was new to you. Yeah, and I got really upset. Because oh, wow. even when I listened to your episode, when you talk about my piece of mail, I didn't really register that it kind of could be seen as hate mail. I or didn't like say a it troll. hate mail. But in the episode, you guys say something like, we got our first piece of mail. And it was like the hate was there, but it was silent. (laughs) It was like, we got our first piece of mail. So, and in that moment, I was like, oh, I'm an asshole. And I sent hate mail. And I could theoretically be considered a troll. And I got really upset when I read that and realized that that's what that could have been. Ah, you're okay. Thanks. Um, I mean, we've worked it out now. Yeah, I, I, I got to stop saying it didn't bother me because while it's true, it is kind of irrelevant because it did bother people. Right. Well, and that's the other thing. Like when I listened to the episode when you guys talked about it and you said that Lucy had had a really hard time with it, I was like, oh, that's even worse that it affected. I just wanted Peter to know he was a douchebag. I didn't want Lucy to be upset. Well, where, where you're sitting right now, there's like a picture of Lucy staring straight at you. Directly. <laughs> I didn't Direct. place that there to, like, add to the guilt or anything like that. I'm sorry, Lucy. <laughs> I really am. And that's, like, a whole other thing. And also knowing that SJ finds mail about you confronting to her as well. So I was like, mm, that sucks that it had effects outside of... Uh, I think that's more on her than Just you. where I'd intended. Um, thank you so much for coming on. I really think it's a super cool thing for someone to do. Thanks for having me. Uh, I'm really I'm really happy to do this. I love the same sort of thing, the exceeding openness yeah. of life Having and a public life. And unpacking the reactions and interactions that we have with people. I find people fascinating. Oh, I also wrote a review on iTunes. Oh, did you? Yeah, I did. Oh, thank you. And I was really sad because then I saw, like, reviews. I guess you have to have a certain number before they'll start appearing yeah yeah that was sad it won't show the star rating until we have a certain number Uh, but it uh they they should actually show live when people click through we have a tiny toronto base which sj just emailed me the other day being like hey find some toronto podcast to go on i'm like i don't know like you are 30 percent. i've actually done this research in the last 24 to 48 hours because 
my friend Lucy and I, after listening to the creative episode, yeah. I was like, I should start a podcast. Totally start a podcast. <laughs> and I think I'm going to yeah, with my it. friend Lucy. We're shopping some concepts and going to do some Especially a, a female-driven podcast. Yeah. Like, there's just so few of them. Uh, yeah. I do a podcast with my brother, which I've talked about sporadically, yes. and I put off starting that for like six months because I was like, I don't want to do a two dudes podcast. So right. we were waiting for my sister to become free. She never did. Uh, she was just on the latest episode and came in and just tore our script apart. <laughs> in a really feminist way and we were like oh fuck i've specifically avoided listening to your other yeah, podcast probably gonna, uh, <laughs> it's got much less sj and much more me yes. so yeah exactly because uh, my brother's basically just me just a little miniature carbon copy it's uh it, yeah it's, first of all it's, it's super cool that you came on at all uh Thanks. talking to you has really confirmed for me that sj is going to be a success legit uh, Scott Adams is a crazy blogger, but before okay. he was a crazy blogger, he was a really good blogger. Mm-hmm. And he wrote once that anything that 90% of people like won't succeed. Anything that 10% of people worship will succeed. Yeah. And like, not, not to put you in the, in the fangirl role, but oh no, you are an SJ fangirl. I'm a fangirl. fangirl. <laughs> I'm a fangirl and, and I am proud of it. And like, you're, you're, you're a cool functioning adult. Yeah. Who? Sometimes. Like, loves SJ. And if she ever comes down, she'll definitely hang out with you and Lucy. Yes. Uh, I've, I've committed her to that. SJ, I've committed you to that. And so, yeah, it's, it's really nice for me to meet someone and confirm what I knew to be true. It's that same thing. I've been, like, too close for many years. I need that outside perspective. And it's really nice to have that. She's actually amazing. Like, I, everything that I read of hers, everything, every time I look at an image of her, I'm like, why do more people not know about her? And I reposted the on Facebook the what the actual fuck video. I edited that video. It's fucking wicked. So well edited. It's fucking wicked. It's stunningly <laughs> edited. The editing is all I watch. That's, yeah, just turn the sound off, everyone. Just watch yeah. that editing. The editing, wow. <laughs> but she, yeah, like I've never considered giving money to someone on a month-to-month basis right. just because... And I would absolutely do that for her. And it's funny because I was like, hmm, if I support her Patreon, how much would I give? And I was like, well, I could easily say $5 a month is not much. Like, that's no problem for me. Yeah. And then when I was listening, it was like, I think it's $2 a month. And I was like, what? That's that's too little. That's too little. Nobody <laughs> should only so give cool. you $2 a month or something like that. And yeah. I, so it's just like, she's just... Like, the singing is unreal. I want to have her voice in my ear at all times. And the stuff about mental health is also, like, mammoth. Like, that's something that me and my friend Lucy talk about a lot. And just the sort of the vulnerability and, like, letting people see these other sides of her, as well as, like, the art thing. It's just... I love you, SJ. She's the best. I'm telling you this, but also anyone listening, if you do want more of this podcast and you've listened to all the episodes... Uh, check out our mailing list because we have yes. warm-ups and they start out a bit rough. They get better and better. And we have, I think we have like 25 in the bank at the moment mm-hmm. that I just need to edit and get out there. How are you doing for outros? We have some, but I was going to ask you if you wanted to give us an outro for this very special episode. I totally do. <laughs> I was going to ask if I could. <laughs> you should also get Lucy to send one in and your ex. Just get everyone to send outros in. Yes. Everyone should send outros in. I should like look at the script or something, shouldn't I? You haven't, you haven't memorized it? After well, that. I know it, but I'm sitting here and my palms are all sweaty, so I'm probably going to mess it up. Go on, just mess it up. Uh, Take the risk. Okay, I'm just going to go for just it. Do my it. phone, like, it's, it's too sweaty <laughs> to fingerprint open, so I can't. Um, 
If you enjoy being honest with my ex, you should subscribe to us on iTunes. Uh, leave us a review. They actually do help. And by <laughs> us, I mean them. Um, leave them a review because they actually do help and they actually do count. You can also follow on Facebook and on Twitter at Honest With My Ex. Yes. Conversation continues on uh, Honor Eastley's page on Facebook. Peter is not my favorite son. And SJ is like my favorite person in the whole world right now. <laughs> did I miss? Did I miss a portion yet? No, no, you, oh. you got it all. Uh, you added a portion which doesn't exist. We we don't exist on Facebook as a as a no, as, as a entity. podcast. Yeah, we're just on it easily. Uh, but we are on Twitter at Honest with My Ex. Thank you again so much. Thank I you. am delighted that you came on. Me too. And if anyone wants to hear more of Alice as soon as she launches her podcast with Lucy, <laughs> we will link to it. Yes. I did consider, in fact, it's on the episode list to do a Being Honest with My Ex review. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's largely what this has been. Yeah, basically. <laughs> As she was involved, but she's just so great. Who cares? <laughs>